Hello, everybody. This is Cover 4 with the guys. I'm Marquise. I got Nick, Will, Terrence today. How you doing today, Nick? Doing good, man. Ready to go. Got a lot of uh, got a lot of notes. About to slap y'all in the forehead with some knowledge, and we're ready to ride. What about you, Terrence? All right, no, I'm already always, you know, I'm always on all the smoke. So, <laughs> what about you, Will? How you living? I'm ready for it, man. I'm, I got a couple things. I mean, I probably ain't got enough as Nick here. He probably got a whole playbook worth, <laughs> ready to go. All right, and uh, Ooh, I got like. I got like four, like two two pages worth. I bet maybe. that. I bet that. Uh, we like to give a big shout out. The show would like to do a huge shout out to Jonathan Osborne. He's in charge of the six man show. They helped us out a lot, so we just like to thank them. So we really appreciate what they did for us. And then we're gonna jump into it. So around the league today, it's been crazy. This past week in the league, super insane. We had the Ravens do the most asinine trade I've ever seen. Like. Ever. I'm gonna let y'all go because you know I'm a Ravens fan. I'm pissed about it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Terrence go what he think about this trade. It just don't make any sense. Like we was talking last week about moves of this offseason that just don't make any sense. And this is definitely top of the list. Um how can you trade arguably your top O line, one of your top O line to a division rival? Somebody that you're going to have to go through and you haven't been able to go through yet. So I just, I don't get it. I want to hear what y'all got to say about it because it just don't make any sense to me at all. What you got, Will? Yeah, that shit made no sense to me, especially when it's it's for a couple picks. Like that, Orlando Brown is, like he said, probably one of the best O-lines that you could note right now. And then they just give him up for a couple picks that might not even work out in the end. So I was just like, yo, bro, I wanted to just text you and be like, yo, get your boys. Yeah, I was talking to I talked to Nick about it. Nick thought it was crazy too. And yeah, so man, I, it, was, it was it was ridiculous. I was when because when I get that when I had that shit pop up on my on my phone because I get notifications for everything, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I looked into it. I thought I was like, yo, they, they gotta be getting they got to be getting some slams right now. And now I look, 31st pick and, and then a couple other picks. And I'm like, hold up, bro. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I, I me, I don't really have no personal stake in it like you do, but <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was the dumbest thing ever. What you thought yeah. about it, Nick? I mean, the only way it would have made sense is if they got a wide receiver out of it. I mean, at the end of the day, because, and, you know, if they had gotten like, let's say if the, because, yeah, like y'all said, I mean, going to Kansas City, you're literally giving your best offensive lineman to the one team that has just been really giving you trouble in the postseason every year. Um, and if you were able to get, like, obviously they weren't going to give it, like, Tyreek Hill or something like that. But if you were able to get, like, an equivalent to that offensive line talent in wide receiver, I would say, okay, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, the draft capital isn't enough for what your offense needs at this point in time. I guess I'm, the Chiefs say technically we gave y'all Sammy Watkins. So <laughs> if you think about it though, like as a Ravens fan, we can't develop receiver talent, bro. Like Marquise Brown is still the same Marquise Brown. You know, we still use him the same way he was used in Oklahoma. He's good. So I'm not no discredit to him. He's just a small receiver. I don't expect him yeah, to good, slide man. through the middle. Yeah, he's good, but I think he's more of a slot. I don't think oh, he's more like he's a third I'm, option. Yeah. you're going to win every time, jump balls, all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like he got to get the ball 
like tight windows and, you know, with some space, make some guys miss type of stuff. But as more like a number one, mm, not I mean, at all. It's like your gadget receiver. receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Sammy can feel that role now and he can move on the inside and, you know, do more damage. We ain't even going to talk about the receiver lineup, but the fact that all they got was the 31st pick, the third, ninth, ninth, 94th pick, a fourth round at 136, and then a 2025th or something, I think. So you really didn't get equal talent because Orlando Brown started left tackle because Riley Stanley was out. DJ Fluker gave up all the sacks and all the pressures on the right side because he's just – I don't know what he had going on. So now you protect Patrick Mahomes even more. We don't already have a pass rusher, so – you get that. He got Joe Tooney from the Patriots. I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I don't know what <laughs> you could have to me, you could have traded Orlando Brown to the Vikings and try to get Adam Thielen. Thielen. Yo, that would have been perfect. Like there, like, or you, you could have him so many places. You yeah. could have saved it and tra- asked Atlanta at this point, you know, because the Julio trade discussion. Like you could have been like, okay, well, mm-hmm. boom, boom, we'll boom. Get to that. We'll so get it's to that. Just, within the AFC. That's the that's the whole point. You don't yeah. tra- He's a right tackle that played left tackle. He's made two Pro Bowls. The only Pro Bowl he didn't make was his first year. He's made two back-to-back. He's going to convert to left tackle because he can. Young, yeah. He didn't give up any sacks last year. Like, what? Did, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we got to move yeah. on from that because that's just asinine right there. But we have some other crazy news, crazy news. The Eagles' new head coach, I don't even know who he is. He said he won't name Jalen Hurts the starter. He wants it to be a competition. Like, what do you think about that, Terrence? It just doesn't make any sense to pull Carson Wentz last year. We know he was playing like dumpster juice, but to pull Carson last year and at this point trade Carson and, you know, from the outside looking in, okay, Jalen Hurts is the guy. But now it's like, no, Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. We're going to go with more of a, you know, competitive type for our quarterback, but it's like you don't have anyone there that's better than Jalen Hurts. Bro, you got Joe Flacco, an uh, old Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you think, Nick? <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing is, all right, I actually don't, I actually don't mind the Joe Flacco pickup uh, because I mean, at the end of the day, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say about it, he's a Super Bowl champion, veteran in the game. He's decent is what I mean. He's obviously not a pro bowler. He's not anything that's going to get you to the promised land. But let's say the Jalen Hurts situation doesn't play out. You at least have a backup plan to kind of keep you above water. But I do think it's crazy that they're not going to name Jalen Hurts. I mean, you basically said, all right, you know, the Carson Wentz situation didn't work out. He wasn't happy. We weren't happy as an organization. You drafted Jalen Hurts for that weird style of play that you like to do, the trick plays, uh, go out there and really play for it. You have what you want. And they have the 12th pick in the first round. You're not going to be able to get any of the quarterback talent that is – we got a ton of quarterback talent this year, and you're not going to be able to get one of the good ones. So to say that he's not your starter, as someone who's looking for a confidence boost from his coach, from his organization, that's really not the move right now. It just doesn't make any sense as well. Like last year he was a rookie. Obviously they drafted him, but it's like for what other purpose did you draft him that high? You didn't even need a quarterback. Yeah. And you drafted Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think the Joe Flacco thing. He, like you said, Nick, he's definitely a good backup. No disrespect, because that's yeah. how I got 
the we got our Super Bowl. Like exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. He's just not at this point for you not to name Jalen Hurts the starter is just obnoxious. No, yeah, yeah. They need to name him the starter, especially with someone that young going to be in his second year. He needs that confidence from his team, and they're not giving it to him. They don't got any. He rallied around him last year when he played. Yeah, like so, and they sat him just to lose that playoff. Like not get. Yeah, we we won't go there on that. The football team got in right. Well, yeah, yeah. So we, I bet you was happy, but we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a setup. That was a setup. Definitely a big setup. Another thing we got, Will, how you feel about Baker getting his fifth year option picked up? Honestly, I didn't. I didn't put too much thought into it. I ain't even gonna lie. I I, I saw it and I was like, oh, well, could work out, could work out. But then, like, I I didn't focus on that. So I mean, it could, it could, it could work out for him but I just I really hadn't sat and thought about it because just not one of the players I really watched but that's that's on him I mean if y'all have a if y'all have an actual thought on it I'd rather hear y'all's because I didn't think about that what you think I was thinking about well I mean the notes that you that you sent I was thinking about all this other other um, important stuff and I was like "Eh, Baker fifth year option that's not really something I want to (laughs) listen (laughs) to what you got Terrence you got anything on that um, I mean, honestly, at this point, I feel like this is this year for Baker is that proved us why we need to stick with you long term. Um, I mean, and there's there's honestly another thing about that team as well that I got to bring up as well. But you know, I, I can wait for that. But I, um, I think the main issue with them is it's not an issue. I think they just want to see if Baker's going to mature. And That's just be yeah. like, take a, a a better Kirk Cousins role because it's a run yeah. heavy offense. They don't need you like you. you yeah, two solid running backs. Yeah. Don't make no mistakes within the offense and just grow up. Like I think that's all they want to see from him. He's not yeah. gonna get the haul that Lamar and Allen are gonna get. Like he yeah. obviously ain't gonna get th- that type of contract. But yeah. if he can get a solid middle of the way contract, I feel like he'll take it because he yeah. knows what he has around him. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a yeah. game manager. You got a two-headed beast back there in the backfield. You got great talent around you from a tight end position all the way to, you know, out to the receivers. O-line's great. Your offense as a whole is a pretty dominant offense. To Best offense in the league last year. So yeah. All you got to do is don't turn the ball over. And you look well, like a great quarterback. And that's what's wild about it is they're actually going to save money. So I think the big debate was should they uh, give him that extension, like an actual extension, or sign him for the fifth year? He's only going to make 18 million off that contract. So you're going to save a lot in uh, cap space by getting him on that basically extended mm-hmm. rookie contract. And then on top of that, I don't think really it's a win-win because let's face it, how many commercials do we see Baker Mayfield in over the last couple of years? That dude's oh, getting paid. Just for, mention that. I was like, wait, hold yeah. on, bro. Shit's he's getting paid. Ridiculous. Yeah. He's getting paid out. He's, he's getting paid out from another avenue. So I think it works out in both teams' favor. And like we already said, I mean, the offense was ridiculous. Their defense is actually ridiculous too. I think they're like a year out, but if they can let Baker do this thing where I think it was from week six to like week or maybe it was week eight to like week 15, Baker didn't throw a single interception, which was the first time in his career he had a streak like that. So if he can really hone in on that game manager mentality, allow the offense to utilize the weapons that they truly have, I think he'll end up working out for the Browns. Definitely. Yeah. So, y'all, so y'all think like at this point it's – like what what, uh, what Terrence said, like y'all think it's a do or die at this point for him. Like if he messes up, it's a wrap. No, and if he doesn't. No, you know, if he does do good, he's nah. You know, last he's 
last year was his do or die. Yes. The Browns have had enough (laughs) of the quarterback roulette. And I think last year they saw if we can keep him right there, if we can keep Bradley Chubb, uh, not Bradley Chubb, Nick Chubb, uh, running if we can keep like you know a good second option in the receiver core that they have i mean the uh the browns got austin hooper who i thought was the most underrated tight end uh last year from us the falcons and so i mean they've got everything that he needs to be successful yeah I mean, solid. Y'all think david the joke was gonna stay there or what y'all think is gonna i mean he demanded a trade at one point so i mean what's going on with that situation y'all think he's got the talent he just was hurt i mean it was wrong time wrong place i guess i Wait, think you it, say- David Njoku, oh, the backup for the uh, Browns right now. I think yeah. if you if you trade Odell, which they're talking about doing, not going to dive too crazy into that, you bring him back because you're going to need him. But if you don't trade Odell, maybe you can you can lean him out and be okay with that because Kareem Hunt's a receiving running back. So there yeah, you man, go. You got that. Trade Odell and kind of – I mean, they don't necessarily need to. They have an overall pretty solid team, to be honest. But, I mean – you You can't – and get some valuable pieces back in return, some draft picks or something, because they see without him, they can be successful without Odell. So you, I think, arguably better without him. The only weird thing about trading Odell is just that between him and maybe Donovan Peoples Jones Jr., the rookie they had last year, those two are really only your big play like dominant receivers. Like they're making. Who else is good for them too, though? They got Gerard Landry. Antonio Callaway, he was good for, and he was a, a steal from out of Florida too as well, but he was getting in trouble so much. I don't know yeah. what, what his deal is now if he's in, even in the league at this point. And they have Rashard Higgins, yeah. which is Higgins and Baker have a good connection, but I'm saying like big plays, like they'll just make impact plays. It's only those two, like it's, it's Odell and the rookie. So like yeah. if you, if you boot Odell and get, you're not going to get the capital you traded for him from the Giants. So get that out your mind. You're not yeah, getting this, that back. Especially off an injury point. like he had, yeah. Exactly. So I would just be like, hey, no, we're keeping him. You know, Baker, you guys are going to have to get this thing rolling because him with him is different world dynamic. Like, if he shines yeah. and goes back to Pro Bowl Odell, like he, he showed flares of it last year, oh. If you can convince Odell, where would he even be a good fit right now? If he can Niners. stop the queen, you know, if he can stop. That's oh. what I was going to say. If he, if you can convince Odell he doesn't need the ball every play, then it'll work out. But honestly, that's a gamble the Ravens might want to take. Not for a huge trade, not, not for a huge trade or anything, but a team like the Ravens, if you could get them for cheap, might be good. Because, I mean, at this point, what, what do you have to risk from the wide receiver position? Um, but other than that, I mean, like a Tampa-type situation with Antonio Brown, maybe – See, imagine Odell is like a third option. Like you think with all that talent, that's stupid. Why would you ever allow yourself as Odell Beckham to do that? But Antonio Brown swallowed that pill and got a Super Bowl out of it. So either a situation like Antonio Brown in Tampa or a team like the Ravens who just desperately need a receiver might be a good situation for Odell. I think I was was just thinking about that, too, because in my head, like the top teams that that Odell could even go to and make a real difference. I was thinking, just like you just said, Bucks, Ravens, and it's a toss-up between, like, the Dolphins and a couple others. But you, Dolphins those good, two yeah. top teams right there, like, at, as an Antonio Brown-type option, especially with Tampa Bay, I mean, we got the talent on Tampa yeah. Bay 
just need to solidify. And they pretty I mean, much I wouldn't say go to Tampa back. Bay, but a situation like Antonio Brown in Tampa Bay. You know what's crazy that nobody's really said is that his best suitors for me, like y'all named some good ones, but it would honestly be either the Packers, Packers, yeah. Titans, Niners. I don't think he fits on the Ravens just because of the play style. Nice. Niners, they got Debo Samuels, George Kittle, and uh, Brandon Aniku, mm-hmm. yeah. the rookie from last year. But Odell yeah. would solidify being the number one, and all the dudes besides George Kittle would take a backseat. You know, Kyle Shanahan's play calling. I mean, I could see it. I mean, yeah, I Kyle could, Shanahan. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. The I Falcons' mean, best. Hey, yeah. I love Kyle Shanahan, man. Falcons' best year that 2016 season was all due to Kyle Shanahan. But yeah, Keith, okay. I actually think your pick with uh, Green of what you said, Green Bay, would probably be perfect. That would literally be like his Tampa Bay for what Antonio Brown had in uh, with with uh, Tom Brady. Imagine Odell being that second or third option for Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, Aaron would get him the ball. Um, I mean, that, w- that would be a good one. Oh, yeah. Green Bay, honestly, might need to take a look into that. I mean, let's let's be honest. They haven't done much to help Aaron Rodgers out. Oh, yeah, let's go get Jordan Love. Like, why the hell y'all go draft a damn quarterback, bro? Like, come on, that's disrespectful. Y'all haven't ever got this man any help, and y'all go draft a quarterback. If we, jump, if we jump in the Packers rabbit hole, bro, we'll be talking all night because that is a deep hole to jump down with how they're doing <laughs> that, man. But uh, we got some other news. This man, uh, Bucky Brooks, said the wildest thing I've ever heard, like at least, at least this year, and this year's early. We're early. But Bucky Brooks said that the Ravens should take Justin Fields if he falls late to replace – Lamar Jackson. I just want to be really clear about this. I'm a big Ravens fan. No Lamar Jackson slander is tolerated on this podcast. But the only person that can duplicate what Lamar does, or maybe two, maybe two, and the second one's a slight maybe, is that Vic in his prime with the Falcons could could be on the Ravens. And then maybe Cam. And it's a strong maybe on Cam. But Vic 100% could do it probably. But other than that, there's no other quarterback on any team that is going to do what Lamar does for the Ravens and be that consistent at all. They wouldn't even be – they wouldn't be in the conversation because there's no wideouts. So if you say there's no wideouts, you only have a tight end and a speedy receiver, a lot of those quarterbacks that make big plays with their arm and be like, oh, well, I see why he scrambles so much. Like, but I can't scramble like that. Honestly, I get what you're saying, and it's like – the whole thing for me is like just being a Gators fan. Like, you know, I don't really like Ohio State that much, honestly. But at the end of the day, for me, you know, Patriots, we have a potential to get him. Like, I'm really, I really, I'm really high on him. I really like him. He, he had a good career and everything. But for me, in the back of my mind, is Ohio State quarterbacks, what do they do in the league? Disappear. Yeah, the disappear, yeah. So it's like, is he going to break that trend? I mean, Joe Burrow went to Ohio State and he went to LSU. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't good until he left Ohio State, right? <laughs> exactly. So he left Ohio State, had a great season in LSU, went to the league. But, you know, Justin Fields, I mean, he's a great talent. And, you know, I feel like, honestly, I feel like he's a, a Cam 2.0. He's he's about the same size as Cam. It's faster than Cam. Accuracy is better than Cam's. Cam's 6'5", that man's 6'3". And Lamar just won an MVP, so this is just... Yeah, I'm I mean, about to say... I'm not going to say he's going to replace Lamar at all. Like, <laughs> he's, I don't think he, he should. 
I would say I, he's I a good backup it. for uh, that. Would, yeah, that's as far up. as I goes. Back, if you need a backup for Baltimore with the Robert mm-hmm. Griffin thing not really working out, and then the other dude, Tyler Huntley, say, the rookie yeah, from last year, I like him. I would say for a backup position, maybe that'd be good. But yeah, to replace Lamar, like that is that is some of the most hater thing I've ever heard. That's like one of those takes. That's like a Skip Bayless take. Like you're just <laughs> trying to be, you're just trying to be a hater. You're on the whole Lamar's a running back bandwagon. It's not true. He, the dude has never had a wide receiver in his career, has been forced to run. You look at his play, everyone always says, oh, get us a, you know, do something in the playoffs. Every loss they've had, he's put his team on his back. He put over 500 yards himself on the run on the run and throwing twice in the playoffs. Name another quarterback who's done that with as little talent wide receiver-wise than Lamar Jackson. That's the only Lamar's thing I have to say. That. There's no arguing that Lamar's done that. You can't, you can't argue that. And yeah, like for him to get the disrespect he did coming into the league, oh, you're a running back, or yeah, why he's in the league, like, oh, not bad for a running back, and you yeah, know, crazy because what well, he's thrown 40 something touchdowns, he doesn't the, turn the ball over, and no, no interceptions. Like, yeah, so I got a, I got another one. This is this one's just just for Terrence, actually, because my that's my cousin, he played in college, so this is really something he would know playing four years in school. Tom Brady got an uh, issue with these numbers. Like, you know, I play the ball, but you play to the next level. Like, how does that – I don't see it being an issue. Like, I can't remotely see it because if you played in college, everybody has whatever number. So, what do you think? I don't see it being an issue. Honestly, I think it's more and, – and think about this. I feel like this is something that people haven't really thought about, about the whole numbers thing. Trying to bring that whole college dynamic into the NFL – because when you, when you talk football with anyone, you know, one of the first things they're talking about is college football, how exciting college football is, you know, even more exciting than the NFL. So in a sense, I feel like they're kind of trying to make it a little like college college ball. That's And that's how I'm kind of looking at it. Um, but from a player perspective, like somebody like Dalvin Cook and, you know, all these players that you know for sure are going to go through a ton of jerseys. So the team has a million jerseys for them. And to say, oh, yeah, you have to buy out all your jerseys if you want to switch your number. And to have to pay like millions of dollars to do it, it ain't worth it. It's definitely not worth it. But, I mean, I feel like they're trying to bring some kind of like college dynamic into the NFL. That's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, they said uh, next year them boys can switch jerseys. Like this season, they'll have to play or they'll have to pay. But next year they can switch free game and have whatever jersey they want. But I just – I just didn't see the issue with Brady was saying. I thought maybe from a standpoint of like, if you're watching film and say Nick wears 31 game and then he switches to two the following season and he's an impact player. So I'm looking for 30, but then he switches and now it's a little confusing look for two. But for someone that studies enough film, like, that shouldn't be a problem at all. At yeah, you all. know it's the same person. You know it's the same person. Plus with yeah. technology, I mean, you can highlight, you can literally highlight a player. Circle the so player, like, watch so the yeah, like Forget the number, like you can highlight them. Yeah, so but I get it. I the point I did like though was uh the offensive lineman having to call uh shifts at the line of scrimmage. So I and I'll be I'll be straight up. I played literally my freshman year of high school, I played a little bit of football. Outside of that, I was only basketball. So um I don't I I don't understand off- offensive line schemes at all. I played wide receiver, was slow as all hell, but like <laughs> the one thing I noticed was that 
that Brady did say as a point is like, if you're trying to call out your like numbers and you're looking for stereotypically like a 67 or like a, you know, for defensive line 90 something, all of a sudden you're calling out number five. Someone's like, what, you know, maybe that might throw somebody off a little bit. I understand that point of it too. But if you think about it, think about how long Brady has been in the NFL. He's been. Yeah. Two decades. And these people are pros. It's not an excuse, right? He's just oh, a custom. When you, when you're looking at, Let's just look at this year. You're looking at Trevor Lawrence. You're looking at Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance, and all these quarterbacks coming in the draft. And even most recent quarterbacks that, you know, might have recently came in the league, you know, like Jeff, Joe Burrow and all these other quarterbacks as well. Like, they just, you know, um, they just pretty much came over from college ball. And you yeah. might have a middle linebacker that wears number five. Yeah. Or 10, whatever. So it's like, I mean, there's nothing different. Get over it, yeah. Playing from peewee ball to middle school, high school, and college, that's a long time to where you're like, oh, yeah, the, the, the middle linebacker has number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much just like you said, get over it. So uh, yeah. I mean, we got – <laughs> yeah, you're right. We got these crazy draft, draft predictions, mock drafts. I ain't really ever made a mock draft. I'm not going to lie. Last couple of years, I haven't paid as much attention to college, but like my cousin knows like the family is big Miami fans. Like some of them is either Miami, Florida, Florida state. Like you're either one of them three. And if you're not one of them three, nobody in the family paying attention pretty much. So we got that. Uh, who do y'all think we'll go around next. Who y'all think are the sleeper? Like a, if you pick one sleeper in the draft, who would it be for me personally? I'm going to go Terrence Marshall. I feel like he's going to be, he might not be a number one in the league, but you know how Chris Godwin's a number two and he's with Mike Evans. And then uh, Stefan Diggs had Adam Thielen. And then right now Jefferson has Thielen. So I think if he lands on the right team and he could be, he gets that, that secondary corner, that third corner, he's going to, I feel like he'll destroy him. Like he's going to luck up and be able to eat off of that. It's kind of like how Juju did with AB, but who you got Terrence? So me, I got, um, I got Kadarius Tony out of Florida. So, yep, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say. Kadarius Tony. When I'm looking at Kadarius Tony, bro, he reminds me so much of like a Percy Harvin. Like his playmaking ability. Big comparison right there. Boy, he is fast. <laughs> fast. <laughs> and, and, and he he had what? Like, like 900 something yards. He had 11. 10 or 11 touchdowns. 906 with 10, I think. He had a big yeah, year. See, like, that's, that's, that's not that bad at all. Considering return touchdown, kick return touchdown. I mean, you put him anywhere on the field. And I'm just saying, like, from that playmaking ability. And then maybe he needs to sharpen up his routes a little more or whatever. But honestly, what nickel, linebacker, whatever you want to call it, is going to keep up with this man and guard this man one-on-one? Oh, no, so. I, I, like, I don't know what it was that, that – I don't know. I guess because maybe it was his last year and he was like, man, I need to go off. But like last season, he did more than all three previous seasons yeah. combined. I mean, his playmaking ability, like even after the catch, like even when I believe it was a South Carolina game, he broke like five tackles on the way to the touchdown. I'm like, bro, this man here is ridiculous. So we got it. So like if he gets his, I'm assuming I guess they're saying he has all the issues, but if he gets that together, I mean, his ceiling. I feel like his ceiling. I feel like he's going to be a sleeper for sure. So and I feel like he's either he's either about to get drafted by the Jags or the Packers. Like they're going to go for him right away. That's what I think. 
just I think I think a couple a couple actual analysts have said that. So mm-hmm. I mean I'm not even I'm not even trying to quote them, but I just think they they gonna go right after him like as a sleeper. Yeah. That makes when sense. They, when everybody gets their little QBs and shit out the way, that's what they're gonna go for. Yeah, I wouldn't sense. be surprised if he goes day one. Honestly, if he sneaks in day one, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I honestly think I think he's gonna sneak in there. He might be a late pickup, but he'll, mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna go in there. He's yeah, he's probably like a mid to late one, early two at the at the latest. I don't I don't see him. He's definitely not going past round two for sure. All right, bet bet. So they on the same page with Tony. Who you got, Nick? So obviously. I'm going to go a little weird on this one. So, obviously, we've heard all about the quarterbacks. Uh, Terrence, I need you to pay attention to this name I'm about to say because uh, you're a Patriots man. Uh, so, obviously, you, if you've been paying attention at all, the Patriots are trying to move up in the draft. I don't think they'll be able to get as high as they want to get, so a lot of the top prospects will go. But if you don't know the name Kellen Mond, he's the quarterback at Texas A&M. And so, uh, played in the Western Conference. So played in the hardest division in college football, played in the Western division of the SEC at Texas A&M, had to play Bama, had to play LSU, all those top teams. He played for Jimbo Fisher, who developed people like Jameis Winston, a pro-style offense, very conservative quarterback. So something that Bill Belichick loves. If he can't get perfect scenario for Bill Belichick would be Mac Jones uh, in this draft. But if he couldn't get Mac Jones, I promise you, Terrence, listen to the name Kellen Mond. That's who they'll end up picking if they can get a quarterback. I I had that thought before. And honestly, we could probably, if we were not able to get any of the top quarterbacks, he's more of like a developmental type quarterback who probably I can see going. He's a game manager. And the thing is, is that Jimbo Fisher's developed great tight ends in his day. Uh, and if you've seen, like, you know, the Patriots are trying to get back to that. Obviously, they don't have Gronk anymore, but they've always been able to do something with tight ends. Mm-hmm. Jimbo's style of play as a coach translates very well to the NFL in terms of, like, the way Bill Belichick develops an offense. Yeah. I mean, Kellen Mond, like I say, I know a lot about Kellen Mond just because, you know, I'm a Gators I'm a Gators fan. So, he beat my Gators this past year. and Yeah. Very pissed, but yeah, I'm Gators. Sorry, boy, you picked the wrong. <laughs> should have been, should have, should have been a Miami fan, man. You know how the family rocking. But <laughs> I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even gonna say who I like in college. I don't yeah. even want to. I don't even want to get into that. So we got that. I got this weird thing that's going on. So they say the Niners are gonna take Mac Jones at three. They said they've been saying that for the longest. All right, whatever. He fits their system because he's played with enough talent. They feel like he could just be in that pool and connect really well with, you know, George Kittle, Debo Samuels. They have a run. Honestly, he had talent at Bama. San Francisco does have that same type of caliber talent in the play column from Kyle Shanahan. So, I mean, he has the smarts that he probably can come in and start running the offense right away, potentially. So, I mean, and his accuracy. with the way that it is, you know, you know, they're uh, each each three of the first picks are gonna go for QBs. The top pick that is not nobody has stopped fucking talking about is fucking Trevor to um, Jacksonville, the Jags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you, when you said the Niners, like they might pick up, depending on how it goes, they could pick up either Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. To be honest with you, Zach's going to. How it goes, Zach's I, going I think, to. I think they would, but I I, I mean, I kind of see it happening, but I kind of don't. Like, they, Listen, they make some bad calls sometimes. Don't be surprised if Trey Lance goes to the 49ers. That'd be a good one. You know what's really weird? It's been happening. 
I don't know where the Zach Wilson hype came from because I am I barely keep up with you know college as much. You know, I always lock in to see what Miami's doing. But I remember not hearing a thing about Zach Wilson. It was Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence was first, but it was just a matter of if he could challenge and t- and leap him for first. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. always been Trevor Lawrence, it's been Justin Fields. So if Mac Jones goes to the Niners at three, which is whatever, how is Zach Wilson? Beating Justin Fields and he played at BYU. Like, what? What are we talking about? All right, Terrence, I need you to listen to me for one second here. All right, you ready for this? Play nobody. I don't. I don't get. He didn't. He didn't. But this is the thing. If you watch his footage, I'm now. I'm not gonna say he's the best or anything like that. But if you watch his footage, you got to think about this. One, he's yeah, he's playing inferior talent compared to SEC people, but he's also playing with inferior talent. Okay. So at other skill positions, it's pretty evenly matched. If you look at the throws that he's able to make, but the, Listen, the biggest one for you, Marquise. His arm's crazy. I, yeah, his arm's ridiculous. But uh, the, th- the thing about it was um, if you watch Chris Sims uh, mock draft or quarterback analysis of when Lamar got drafted that mm-hmm. year, he, he predicted was, every single one perfectly. He said Lamar would be the best. He did. He, he said did. Josh. He said Josh Allen would be number two. He said mm-hmm. Baker would be three, then Sam Darnold, then Josh Rosen. He picked uh, Zach Wilson above even Trevor Lawrence, and I was like, "That's wild!" Like I like I think we all can agree Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in this draft. Well, but Trevor, if you watch, Trevor's gonna get dealt the worst hand. I mean, him and Zach are getting dealt the worst. Well, hand. I was about to say. No, no, I think Zach will get dealt the worst hand. But yeah, Trevor is – yeah. Zach's good. Isn't, he, he's not in a bad situation down there, honestly. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's awful. Line. Zach's is going to be awful in, yeah, in yeah. New York. The only hope he has is if, if uh, Rob Sala ends up being a decent coach. But the problem with that is he's a defensive coach. He's not even an offensive mind. Um, but it, apparently the Jets are going to push for a good offensive line. I think nowadays if you can get protection, at the end of the day you can at least help development. But I promise you, Zach, Zach's arm is so ridiculous. If you watch the throws he was able to make, I think he's actually kind of – it makes sense why he's getting the hype he's getting. Uh, but I do, I do agree Justin that. Fields is getting disrespected. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, when, when, when I was watching, I, I never – all right, this is going to sound silly, but I have my own reason for it because I didn't watch Trevor Lawrence that much, to be honest. I watched – that's why I said Mac Jones could be just as good as him because I only watched him – to be honest, I watched him more consistently. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I mean, really he was on prime Trevor time. time yeah. Cause I mean, who, I mean, I never really was interested in Clemson. I know they, they up there, but I never sat down. I was like, Oh, well, let me, let me go ahead and watch Trevor. But I watched Mac way more consistently. So I, that's the reason I say personally, he, he could be better than Trevor in the long run. I think I mean, but honestly, like Mac Jones, like sitting in the pocket, he's accurate. Like he he gets the job done. Like he's more athletic than, you know, a Matt Ryan or a Tom Brady, and you know has that same type of accuracy. So yeah, Kyle Shanahan had great. What would piss me you know, off is Mac Jones ended up with the Patriots somehow. I don't I don't think he'll fall that far back. But if he fell to like the fucking Patriots, because that would be that situation where he just steps in and looks like a Pro Bowler because that system fits him so well. I, I would that would drive me up a wall because I don't, I don't think he has the talent, but he could he could fit that game manager style so well. There's a couple people out there that 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 are putting Mac Jones on the Patriots in their mock drafts, and I was like, yeah. Huh? Well, because if he slipped, I, I believe because San Francisco he fits San Francisco's play. Year. So if he slips past San Francisco, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of teams that want him. So he could fall that far back. 
Yeah, I mean, he could fall. So we had that. We have this another interesting debate. I'm going to tap in with my cousin again, Terrence. Uh, how much did you weigh when you played in college? I like one. At my biggest, probably like 180, 185. Okay. So, you know, this slander I'm hearing about Devontae Smith being. What he, was he, was a, uh, he was a receiver? Yeah, I played receiver. Well, no. Okay, that's why. That's why. Exactly. But like Devontae Smith, what is 170, 165 or it's, something? They say he's 175. That's what he's listed. Bro. I see like he's, he's definitely going to the Dolphins. I guarantee oh, he ain't that small. If he's that small, bro, oh yo. But if he's that small, he's dying. Bro. It don't he even matter nowhere. how small he is. Stephon Diggs is only like 190 at most. Animal. 15 pounds of muscle, bro. But you got to think he's going to have an offseason this year. He's going to get, you know, and everybody, hopefully he does. Everybody I'll lost be. the offseason last year because of COVID. He's going to get an offseason. They're going to tell this man, eat, bro. Just eat. Get that man have- a gallon of milk a day. They're playing football. Like, he's been, this This is a game he's been playing all his life. And he just played in the best conference in the country. Torching all these corners. Won, won the Heisman. Yeah. And he did what? Oh, okay. Bro, like, yeah. like oh, it's, how are you going to disrespect this man? He just won the Heisman. You know, the exactly. only person I think if you put him behind is you could say Jamar Chase is maybe more ready in a, in a sense just because he's more physical. Yeah. You could frame, be speed, everything. Like, everything. You could be like, okay, we'll take him over, over Devontae Smith. But that's it. Like, there's no Jalen Waddle. There's no – any of these other receivers are going over him. Like That's just you, because Jamar Chase didn't play this year. Yeah, like, what are you saying? Like, you're going to let this man fall because of his weight? Bro, I hope he torches whoever lets him fall because you're saying, oh, he's too small to play at this position. Like, what What, what do you want? How big do you want to be? Like, right. everybody – Obviously, you're playing football. It don't really matter. But then, like, but then you got people that are – you, know, you got that's people that are like – um, what's his name? Um, Bateman. He's what? 6'3", 2-something? Who? Uh, Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Oh, yeah. He's up there with size, but you don't see it. Well, I mean, his stats are the same. But with somebody in that size, you would like, I would think, because I put I, on my mock draft, I put the Dolphins picking up one of those four. Yeah. At least they're getting Devontae Smith, Waddle, Chase, or Bateman off rip. Like, I believe that's that's going to be their they're first thing. One of those four. The Dolphins All are right. going, they're going to Jamar Chase for sure. Ter- All right. Terrence and Keith. <laughs> I'm not hating on Devontae Smith. I think his skill, ta- his just strictly from a skill perspective, he's better. He's better than Jamar Chase. Like we said, for build wise, what the league actually requires of a receiver, obviously Jamar Chase, in my opinion, is the better pick. If we're going strictly off skill, I love Devontae Smith. But my question is the comparison that I see with Devontae Smith is he is a more skilled. So this is a huge thing, but he's a more skilled like Percy Harvin or uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, he's, he's a similar, I, but he's a similar build, right? And the only, the only issue with both of them is what the, throughout their career was durability. So, and they, the, the cliche I don't that, it was from like taking hits, though. It wasn't from, it wasn't, yeah. Percy yeah, Harvin right. had migraines, but I, I get they're, they're not, he's not the same because both of those dudes had next like level speed and they were used in other ways. Like th- those was return punts, kicks. You put no, 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 yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's a field. more skilled version of those. I'm talking strictly build. I'm not talking about what, what they did on the field. So my thing is, is 
Percy and yeah, Percy Harvest was migraines, but I mean, let's be honest, no one knows what was really going on in practice. Where did those migraines probably come from? I mean, we're playing football. So at the end of the day, the cliche is the best ability is availability. I hope that he never has an injury. I hope this dude plays 16 games, starts 16 games for 30 years. I hope he has the craziest career ever. But <laughs> like at the end of the day, if I'm a GM and I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, and I'll be, I'll admit my bias. What is Julio? What does Julio have over everyone? He's six three, weighs two hundred and thirty pounds, wide receiver. So, um, and he's had his durability issues, he's but alien, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like people like him, Megatron, Randy Moss, like you outside know, of Ra- outside of Randy Moss, all the best wide receivers are your big dudes. But Randy, like, uh, oh my god, or okay. outside of uh, Jerry Rice. I mean, but Jerry oh Rice was small. Antonio Brown's not a big dude. Randy Moss was lanky, like the same build, like just yeah. tall and could burn people. So yeah. I think it's really it's, – it's, uh, for him, he can't go to a team that needs him right away to be the number one, I don't think. It's almost like a quarterback you got to develop for a year. Yeah, if you like, give him one year, I wouldn't say don't play him, but like let him sit behind somebody and just get him in the weight room, have him on all types of whey protein and everything you can and the craziest so, calorie so- diet. How are they knocking Devontae Smith, but his teammate Jalen Waddle is in the right end of the conversation, and it's not like he's the biggest guy. And he I'm just like, had an oh. ankle injury. <laughs> what are, what are no, we talking about? No, I agree. I don't know why. Waddle's not even in my conversation. I actually think this wide receiver class is kind of overrated. I think that Waddle is kind of like a Hollywood Brown type. He's got the crazy speed. He's not very big. Um, but to me, it's a two-wide receiver race. There's a ton of good second and third-round talent. But in terms of first-round talent, it's Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. And the question for me personally comes down to who's more – who can play tomorrow? If I'm – if the season started tomorrow, who do I want as my starting receiver for one of these lesser teams? And actually, I think, Will, you said it best. I think Jamar Chase in Miami is a perfect fit. Yeah. I'm going to go for him. Because that's if he slips by because who knows? Like, they, they some somebody might throw a fucking crowbar out like, oh – we didn't see that coming. Oh, okay. the one I'm scared of is if the Falcons truly do plan on trading Julio, they need to not take uh, Kyle Pitts. If they take Pitts, I think Pitts is a true tight end. I think everyone freaks out about how good of a tight end prospect he is and think, oh, he might be a wide receiver. We don't need a might be wide receiver for a first round draft pick. If he's going to play wide receiver, that's a second or third round pick at the end of the day. I mean, he's a first round best tight end in the draft but if you're thinking wide receiver second or third round it's just it's people are saying people are saying that though because it's not that it's it's actual it's a bonus like you know having him being able to line up at both because you remember how aaron hernandez got used i don't care what anybody says to this day i'll probably die on this bridge that aaron hernandez was is better than gronk he was at that could have been could have been i'll say could have been no yeah at that point in their career he would have been better if he you know everything didn't happen I mean, this man Aaron Hernandez would line up and running back. Slot, bro. Like, it was torching people. But think, but think, this is the thing. Like you said, slot, I'll take, I'll take Kyle Pitts as a slot receiver. What I'm thinking, though, is this, is we have Calvin as our two receiver. Julio is our number one. If we could put, yeah, Kyle Pitts in that situation, they either play tight end or the slot all day. But if you put him out wide, and I'm going off Michael Irvin, who is a Hall of Fame wide receiver, one of the one of the greatest of all time? He said Kyle Pitts' route running 
is so elementary. As good of a talent as he is, as athletic as he is, as good as his hands is, he said his route running is, he literally said route running is elementary. And at the next level, that could be the difference. Now you can teach route running. And if he gets to that level, by all means. But at this point in time, I can't see him being a number two wide receiver with a Mm -hmm. tight end skill set. You know, he lined up against all those corners that are probably going to go in the first couple of rounds. And his, yeah. I think his worst game was against the one in Alabama. I forget. I think it's Patrick Sertain. He had like a, I think a it was score. like 78, but 78% in the slot. So how many of those were nickelbacks and linebackers? Yeah, that's true. That does bring I mean, up that point. He's terrorizing everybody. He's killing everybody. I think he's, again, if we're talking strictly, <laughs> again, skill, I love Kyle Pitts. That's who I hope we pick up. But if we do that, yeah. I hope we don't think or fall in love with the idea that, okay, now we can trade Julio because we have a replacement because I don't agree with that. Yeah, so nah, sure. let's talk about that. Matter of fact, we're going to switch up from the draft. This whole trade Julio aspect. I think, you know, people brought up that Julio gets injured a lot. Julio played from 2014 to 2019, five years straight, Pro Bowl every year. He the I want to say a year prior, he got injured in his 13 or 12. His rookie year, he only played a couple games. And then last year was his first year where he played the eight and then missed the rest of the season. So when people are saying he's super injury prone, he's not. People are saying, oh, he's too old. No, you saw in eight games what he did before he got injured. Whoever gets him from Atlanta is getting a steal. Like, you're going to get – it's going to be a contender that's going to get him. You know, maybe – you know, for some, Julio. Exactly. You're getting who – you're getting I've always prime said Julio, Julio. Jones is, Julio Jones, especially when healthy, like 100%. Well, I mean, he can't be 100% healthy at this point no more. But a good, healthy Julio Jones is probably one of the best in the league. But I mean, not the best. Too, like, if, if you, you, all these years you've been playing for Atlanta, who's been underachieving every year, and you have these injuries, not wrong. Are, you hurt, are you really hurt? Or are you just like, oh, I'm trying to stay healthy, save myself? This actually, Terrence, what I actually think it is, is I think he gets dinged up a lot. I don't think it's like severe injuries. I think he's like, damn, bro. Like I can't do this all the time. Like you got me going over the middle versus hard hitting safeties linebackers. When I'm slanting across the middle, I think he gets dinged up. I don't think he ever really gets like super, super injured, but um, if he was to leave and I'll be honest, if like everyone's got like that team, they secretly root for if their team isn't doing well, Marquise, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mine is the Ravens. I always want to see them do well. I love, I love Lamar Jackson. I hate that people doubt him. If he was going to go somewhere, he would be like what Anquan Bolden was for Joe Flacco, but better. Like he would be Anquan Bolden 2.0. Like people thought he was washed. People thought he was always injured. Like they had fits. They didn't need Anquan as well. He goes, plays with Joe Flacco, helps them win a Super Bowl. He could be that determinant factor. And the difference is, is Anquan was never a top five, or maybe he was fifth, but he was never really a top five option. He would give the Ravens like a legitimate top five option, no questions asked, and would give Lamar the relief that he needs to uh, perform at that next level. People people forget that Julio is like an actual, like really good blocking receiver. Like really, a blocking like, receiver too. And he, he, he lays it. people he out. will lay you out. If you look at this, Fun fact, there's two wide receivers in NFL history that have more tackles than drops. The only two are Larry Fitzgerald and Julio Jones. Both of them have more tackles than they do drops. Julio's an alien, bro. That man. So, realistically, the best landing spot for this man, obviously, bias the Ravens. But if I couldn't pick the Ravens, like I said, Odell needs to go to the Niners. Julio to the Niners with Kyle Shanahan again. 
They were, you know, Kyle Han- Shanahan is drooling at that option. Exactly. So there's only a couple teams that would take the risk. If I'm the Niners, you know, you you need a corner because you're letting Sherman go. So, you know, maybe you can talk to the Patriots about Gilmore, who probably realistically is going to not going to be on the Patriots next year. He's, yep. How much he's going to get paid. And if you yeah, yeah, if you you swap that and a pick, boom, you got that. So if you could bring in Julio, I mean, obviously cap issues. I think Baltimore and Tennessee, the Raiders could probably be some of the best bets. But it's really for me, it's between the Ravens and the Niners. And like you said, the Ravens aren't going to spend too much money because they got to pay people. But if I'm gambling, this is the gamble I'm letting it all out there for. Julio, yeah, I was about to say, for the Ravens, Julio's a good because he got two years left on this deal. He's a good two-year. Yeah, you are you might be – you potentially could be overpaying. Let's face it. I mean, if he is dinged up, you could be overpaying. But for two years, I mean, Lamar's got – the NFL is such a short window you have to win. Two years <laughs> on an investment with Julio is where you need to be. He's only 32 years old. It's, it's a win-now league, like you said, and if you get him and you win one and then you got to extend Lamar next year, okay, then deal with it then. Deal but with like, it then. If you can get one Super Bowl now, who cares what happens? Yeah, like you saw the Bucks went all in. Like, hey, we're getting Brady. Brady's bringing uh, Gronk. I don't even want to talk about that because so, they're in my division and they resigned <laughs> everybody, bro. So it wasn't one year. I, I <laughs> wish it was one year, but they got everybody. So we got. Hey, honestly, I, I thought I thought the I thought the Falcons were going to do a lot more than they did. They were, like there was so many times where. They just—they had for three so years. They had a lead, and they gave it back. I'm like, for three oh. years, we had arguably the best offense in the Under NFL team. period, and that's with Noodle Arm, Matt Ryan. Fucking Noodle Arm. Julio was like, I mean, you know, I I could play through this, but I mean, to go four and twelve. I think Julio's gonna hit with the the uh, thing that Calvin Johnson dealt with, getting traded, and he didn't yep. get his wish. But I think. The Falcons are going to honor it, you know, try to find someone that yeah. he'd like to go to. I don't think they're going to do the Calvin Johnson issue. I think he's going to end up either where he wants to go or at least a contender, you know, like, yeah, might not be where he wants to go, but he can end up on a contender. So we got and that. The thing, the thing with the NFL is, I mean, contenders have, have capital to move, whether it's players or draft picks. I mean, the Falcons aren't going to be stupid and just trade them to. Yeah. The Jets, oh, yeah. You know? he, he ain't going to just anybody. So we got that. This is uh, something we were talking about. The top tiers of quarterbacks, right? So I think it's tier one is easy. It's real. It's real simple. It's it's Brady and Rodgers. And that is tier one. Like, I don't, I don't, you don't, there's nobody else. That, when I saw, when I saw that, why, why didn't you put Russell in, why'd you put him in tier two and not tier one? So Russ for That's me, fair. it's fair. And I think it just, I think that, that throw where they put it on Russ to make that throw. Granted, Malcolm Butler made an insane jump on the ball and picked it off. But I think where they put it on the line where he was going to question Russ on that of that play, making it, making or breaking it. And I feel like a lot of times Russ, I think Russ has a, a great arm, but I feel like he gets hit too much on his own account sometimes. Oh, yeah. I just feel like <laughs> he throws a lot of interceptions. Like Rogers is super careful with the ball. Like Brady's gonna throw it out of bounds. Like if Brady, if you're not open and within like four or five seconds, hey Brady, <laughs> boom, Brady I'm, not getting, shit out. Yeah, I'm not getting sacked. This, this ball is going out of bounds. But I feel like yeah. Russell is still kind of not naive in a way. He, I think he's amazing, but he still try to. He still makes that. Oh, I'm gonna try to put it here, you know. And it's just 
Talk I mean, honestly, like, I got to put Mahomes in there. I don't care what – All right, there we go. All right, that's the one, bro. I think – Bro, he, he's game-changing. Like, so, Terrence, who's your, who's your top tier? Who's your number – like, tier one? Who are your tier one quarterbacks? I, I can agree with Brady and Rodgers, but I'm also honestly going to let Russ cook, and I'm going to put Mahomes in there. So, you got four. You got Russ. So, you got Russ, Brady, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Those are your uh, top tier? Yeah, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, and Wilson. I mean, when, when you look at the beginning of the year, like maybe like halfway through the season, Russ is on pace to do what now with the, with the, with the records? That, that's what I was about to say. I, oh, let that man cook. Russ had, of all the quarterbacks we just named, he had the worst offensive line by like by far, yeah. by, by way won. far. And they want to run the ball. Yeah. And as much as we hype up DK Metcalf, I think we get lost in what he can be. I don't know if y'all know this. I was literally just on Pro Football Focus. He drops 10% of his targets. So 10% of the time, one out of 10 times you throw to him, he's going to drop the ball. Um, And I want him to be great. I think he can. He has the potential to be Calvin Johnson. Now, Calvin Johnson never had the drop issue. But when you look at build speed and and everything, he could be that. But, yeah. Way too early. My I only have two people in my top tier, and mine is Mahomes and uh, Rodgers. If I had to pick a, a number one, Rodgers is my number one. I think people forgot when everyone said, oh, Mahomes makes throws that we've never seen before. To me, that's a lie. Uh, yeah. Rodgers has been making these throws for years. He might not have as powerful as an arm as Mahomes, but any throw you need to make, I mean, Rodgers can make that. And then Mahomes is my – also in there now, Keith. Oh, wait, I know wait, you said wait. you ain't putting Brady up there. I don't even like Brady, but you, what? He's See, he's a two. I got a question for you. Everyone talks about everyone talks about Mahomes' weapons. Okay, Mahomes has Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Uh, he had Sammy Watkins, yeah, Michael Hartman. But are you gonna tell me that Brady didn't just have his third option, bro? His third option at receiver was Antonio Brown. Your you know, third option was a borderline number one receiver in the league two years ago. You know, your third pro, option. Pro Football Focus had him ranked number two at all quarterbacks. I mean, granted, he uh, had I get that. he had an arsenal. Had, Don't get me wrong. Yes, you're right. He has an arsenal. But the fact of it is, Ronald Jones Jr., uh, Legarrette uh, Legare Blunt, or not Legarrette Blunt. What am I talking about? Oh my god, uh, Leonard Fournette. Oh my god, I'm going way back on the Bucks. Uh, you had Rob Gronkowski. Um, I know OJ Howard was hurt this year, but you still had Cameron Bray. I think he was the number four ranked offensive line in the league. But he um, showed he showed you what he could do if you surrounded him with talent yeah. like the Patriots went. But oh, we yeah. already knew that when he had the 07 Patriots with Randy Moss, Wells Welker, and that whole squad, we saw what Brady could do. I'm not doubting Brady to back then, Brady was a tier one quarterback. Like that's then it was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and that was it. Nowadays, I mean. So there's a statistic that I learned about, which is big time throw, all right, which only calculates throws past the line of scrimmage. You know who led the league in throws behind the line of scrimmage? I'm going to let y'all take one guess. His name is Tom Brady. So, <laughs> so, uh, that's crazy, actually. So, and, and that's the thing is I'm not knocking him because I do think he's one of the smartest, if not the smartest quarterbacks in the league. But the difference between tier one and tier two, uh, he's my number one tier two quarterback. There's that little shave of difference, and the difference is that arm talent. I don't think anyone would ever doubt that Tom Brady has never really had the arm talent. But when you talk about poise, clutch, 
uh, smarts. He's got all of that. So it, it's yeah. he. I guess he could be <laughs> tier one. He's just out of it for me. And all yes, right. it's because 2016 might have had something to do with it. I can't. <laughs> oh yeah, that man. I'm living. For me, it's it's straight up top. Uh, the the tier one is is uh, is Brady, Wilson, and Mahomes at this point. I don't I don't have Rodgers up there anymore. Um, he's he's tier two for sure, but I don't have him up there anymore. Like he's he's he's, he's got one MVP. If you gonna put he's Brady up there, you the gotta door. put Rodgers up there. That's oh how my I feel god! Like. I'll be honest. He he just Rogers is the goat to me. Literally, honestly, honestly, it was because of the last season. I'm glad me and Terrence on the same page. He can't understand what you got going on. It was a very mediocre season, but I did like. I did like. What a mediocre season! Hey, what Rodgers? Rodgers won MVP, bro. He won MVP. Forty-eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Not to me. I mean, and I already don't like the Packers. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. All right, before we keep going. Well, if he didn't win MVP in your mind, who you gonna give MVP? MVP? Y'all, yeah, I mean, y'all not gonna like it. I just mean, tell me. Just tell me. I was. I would have given it to Brady. I would have given it to Brady because, like you said, he had an arsenal. But he came into into the Tampa. Well, and built I need that shit from like eyes, that bro. that first rocky couple games. Like he built that team throughout the entire system, like on the fly. And that's you, you can't I, deny I, that. He I'm, did gonna, that. I'm gonna say something that's gonna throw you guys off, right? Will's crazy, first of all. But anyway, I want y'all to know. I'm not that, frozen, by the way. That that. <laughs> that team that they have in Tampa, right? I, I want you to think about this. Any quarterback other than the you know the top grades, I'm say middle of pack of quarterbacks. So say a Matthew Stafford or even even uh, a Kirk Cousins, and I don't even think Kirk Cousins all that. Kirk Cousins, Jaren Goff. If you put them Matt on Ryan. the Bucks, and yeah, Matt, especially Matt Ryan with his arm. Matt Ryan has lived with the Bucks offense for like if, ten years. If bro. you put them on, if you put those players on the Bucks, they're gonna get to the. They might get to the Super Bowl. Not that they're gonna win, but they could get there because the defense changed. The defense for the first five weeks were blitz heavy, and then. They got torched by Tyreek Hill. They're like, bro, we can we cannot send the house like this. All, all I'm gonna say is if you put Aaron Rodgers on that 2016 Falcons team, you take Matt Ryan out, put him wherever, and you put Aaron Rodgers on that 26 Falcons team, we we would have broke every single record known to man. Every single record. Julio would have broken the 2000 threshold for wide receivers, the touchdown threshold that was set by Randy Moss with the Patriots. To me, I mean, and I'll admit my bias. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback I've ever seen throw the football ever, ever to this day. But honestly, you, you can put Aaron Rodgers on any team, and he's gonna he's make gonna it. win, bro. He's gonna so win. When y'all are day. talking about tier one and tier two, all this shit, are, are y'all talking about recent? Or are y'all talking career now? Recent, recent. It can be recent. It can be then, yeah, then Aaron he had the most touchdowns, the least interceptions. Had a forty five hundred yard season, <laughs> and hey, he's a legend but, too. Hey, he hey, is we, a legend. We, we but, we're going to let Nick – and Nick, don't pay any mind. Me and Terrence has already <laughs> let Will just be over He's there. Not. Will just got that – hey, we're going to ask – I respect him, though. He admitted it. He said he doesn't like the Packers. So, I'll, I'll, I'll respect him. That might, they like might have something to do with it, too. I don't like, <laughs> we I don't gonna, like the Packers much. We, we but I did like the, how you had Herbert on your list. I said <laughs> – I always said that, like, throughout the entire season, I said that Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert are going to win – one, if not more Super Bowls in their career. 
just not with the teams, not with the teams they're currently with. Oh, okay, so you think eventually. so? You think like Justin Herbert might leave at some point? Because I can't see the Chargers winning at any. Point I see, I see him leaving at some point. Like if you watch, because I want, I don't know, I don't know for what reason. Keith, we gotta talk about Keenan point. Allen. We gotta talk Hold about Keenan Allen. You think? You think? Yeah. Wait, before we go, because next one's gonna top tier receivers. Because we we we've been on quarterbacks. You think the Ravens are really gonna let Lamar go? Oh, I didn't even catch that. Wait, Will, you think that they're gonna let him go? Wait, what? You said like that you they would Herbert win chips, Lamar but make multiple, chips, but maybe but not, not with, with the team they're on. Yeah, I met Lamar Jackson. Where's he gonna go? I mean, don't you get me wrong. He's gonna win one with the Ravens. To me, as a as a Ravens fan, I don't think they let him walk, and I don't want to see him walk. But like you, I don't, like, I don't either. But I don't think he's gonna win a chip with them. For him, if I don't think. For him personally, I don't think he would leave because he watched 31 other teams pass him. Like hey, they he literally was out here wilding right now, boy. He, they you. literally let he watched his man. He sat there and they could pass on him. Now, if I was him, if Baltimore doesn't give me any talent around me, oh, I leave. Like I go at that point. But I don't think Baltimore is gonna make the mistake because I watched Baltimore equip Joe Flacco with talent. So yeah. if you if Joe Flacco got equipped with talent, you better figure out a way because you don't like like Will said. He can win some, but you only got a, maybe a two more two year window of getting 10, 11 wins and getting to the playoffs. It's two more years. So either you go get Julio, you, you draft really good this year with the 31st pick from the Chiefs, which is whatever at that point, and you mm-hmm. go get you a receiver. And we are terrible at developing receivers, so who knows? But speaking of receivers, we got this uh, top tier receivers. This is like I think top five is not debatable. These dudes are apart from everybody. You can't even these the top five is interchangeable. I love that Chad Johnson said this on I Am Athlete. He said top five is comes down to preference. You get to preference of who you're at. This <laughs> no, man, I pretty much agree with yours though. Your, your tiers here are pretty on point. I, I might put Jefferson up in damn. tier one, but other than y'all, that, y'all I already missing it. a tier, bro. Huh? Wait, wait, wait. Look, we got. Hey, Will is on some tonight. Will is on some. So you tell me, y'all telling me that y'all wouldn't put Jefferson up there? No. One year. One year. Bro, you just said no. he should. You should have got rookie of the year, and you don't Will. want to put him in tier one. All right, Will. Not tier you one. Know, After one year. year one? Okay, so what's what's the difference? What's the what's the deciding factor on a wide receiver tier to you? Then? Wait, look, look, look at this. All right, so the guys I got. Adams plays by himself, right? Julio played by himself before Ridley. Diggs just went to Buffalo by himself. He got other, like, you know, complimentary players, but by himself. Hopkins by himself and god-awful quarterbacks besides Deshaun Watson. And then Hill, lucky he got, you know, my homeboys and Kelsey. But those dudes all make a difference being just... All right, Keith. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but... Somebody who I'm not gonna cap, who I might have to throw in there, who I'm like kind of iffy. Like, is he in the? If one? you say Mike Evans, I'm gonna lose my mind. No, <laughs> in the one or two, I'm going to Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper. You know what? We're talking I, route runners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Will, Will, Nick said that best. You I say mean, route his, runners? His, yeah, he up there. His impact though on the game. I'd say this. I, I don't win no games though. He's low-key become underrated, mm-hmm. but before the last two years, he was kind of the most overrated receiver. I mean, we, we can look at other receivers that haven't won any games. Like, we, we can argue that Julio is arguably the best receiver ever in the history to play the game, 
but they go four and twelve. They hey, just went four and twelve. Whoa, that is you're you're touching too All close right. to home, bro. We said <laughs> we Amari, said Amari, hey hey look, Amari Cooper is good. I don't he's off my list on the tiers. I think, he might be tier three. If I was to give yeah, Amari Cooper it, tier, it, he might tier three. It ain't two because look, maybe, maybe tier two. Yeah, Adam Adams led the league at 18 touchdowns last year with receiving. Uh, Jones, you know, he missed out. And even though he missed the game, his PF grade was above an 80. Yeah. I mean, he missed the rest of the season after the eight. Diggs went 1,500 yards. Insane for getting on that team. Number one in receptions and yards. Exactly. His first year being on his, his dolo. Granted, they don't run the ball at all. So that is a thought to consider. <laughs> and you got somebody who loves to air it out. In exactly. Don't yeah. run game. That's the problem. And then you got Hopkins up there. That man got hands of glue. He ain't going to drop the ball. So Yeah, he's ridiculous. You got there him. was a tier two is where we're at. Tier two. I got uh, Michael Thomas, Allen Robertson. I got Justin Jefferson down here. And I got Keenan <laughs> Allen. What you what you, what you gonna put Scary Terry up there? Will what you what you got to get say? Get out of here! Oh no, I ain't gonna put him up there. Who you got, Will? Probably is like I like Michael Thomas, bro, but he I don't know if it weren't for that Saint system, he wouldn't even have the level of success he had. Like, listen, so all right, Terrence, I gotta talk to you about that one because everyone calls and Keith, I gotta call because I've seen you. I've seen oh, you. I called uh, Mike Slant Boy before. I've seen you hype up. Oh, no, no, no. I've seen you hype up Keenan Allen a few times. And we got to talk about it. you. Want to know who the slant god is, by the way? Okay. I was doing some research. Keenan Allen is the slant god, by the way. This dude had a hundred receptions, didn't break a thousand yards, by the way. A hundred receptions did not break a thousand yards. Calvin Ridley only had 90 receptions, had a hundred or a thousand thirteen seventy-four. So you're telling me that Calvin Ridley can have 400 more yards on 10 less catches with noodle arm Matt Ryan as his quarterback. But, hey, check this out. Keenan Allen is more of a physical receiver. He's more of like he's going to yeah. make – And he did. He had eight catches. touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns. So, uh, obviously, Keenan in the red zone, he's clutch. Keenan Allen, he going to get open in the phone booth. Like. And Keenan Allen, let's be honest, the best route runners in the league, sweet feet, is is Diggs, That's Keenan my Allen, number one. and Devontae Adams. <laughs> and – they're over there, and everybody else is probably in the middle. And then Amari Cooper is up there too. He just ain't with those three. He, I'll I'm say there's some respect on him, TJ, but he ain't, he ain't with them three. But I'll admit there. my bias. Where are we putting? Where are we putting Calvin Ridley as a route runner? Bro, hey, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna keep it really real on this podcast right now. Calvin Ridley is benefiting from the same thing Juju and Chris Godwin got. So until Julio either leaves. Or, you know, he don't play oh, next season. Yes. Calvin was doing that with no Julio. 90%. I'm just he saying. nine games year. without Julio. But, I mean, he yes. Was I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. He, he's, he's, he's a tier three receiver. But I'm saying at some point, we're going to have to look you know at he it. he had like, the same amount of yards as Devontae Adams? Nick, he was balling with no Julio. He had the same amount of yards as Devontae Adams. And he on 90 balling. catches to Devontae Adams, uh, 115. I'm Dude, just saying his average his average depth of reception was 15.8 yards, and that's with al dente <laughs> pasta arm Matt Ryan, bro. He is, bro. He's tier three, but he's the number one receiver in tier, tier three. My tier one, tier so, two. Right, first I of all, probably bump we're Jefferson missing a tier here. 
So there's this is the tiers. God tier. There's a God tier. That's Julio. All right. So that and that's standalone. <laughs> so we got God tier Julio Jones. <laughs> All right. That's where we're starting. Tier one, where the humans belong. We got Devonte Adams. That's number one. Hopkins, Diggs, and Hill. So with what? Devon- What's up? You're putting Hop over. Hold on. You got Adams, Hop, Diggs. Well, no, no. I mean, Devontae is my number one. After that, I don't really have a ranking. It's just they're oh. all top, top tier to but me. But what about God? Is God just God tier is Julio? That's oh. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's exclusively it. Huh? You don't even mention the other receivers in that in that name. So okay, all right, so stop. Go. So that's keep, just, it, keep it rolling. Yeah. So obviously Devontae is the whole package. He's got great hands. So I made a a class, right? The one drop class. There was three receivers this year that qualified that had one drop. Devontae Adams was one of them. Allen Robinson was the other. And I can't remember who my other person that only had one drop was, but I don't think they made my list. Oh, Cole Beasley. And that was just a shout out to Cole Beasley being one of the best, like West. Yeah. 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 Dog if he can get a quarterback. Yeah. So, um, but Allen Robinson. So going back the one drop thing another thing that i was looking up was contested catches so he had the most contested catches so that's you know you're you're blanketed and you're still making a catch 21 the next closest was Devonte adams at 13 that's so with my, mitch trubisky throwing my man the ain't ball, got no risk no quarterback he making yeah, everything mitch contested trubisky, <laughs> yeah so saying. mitch trubisky throwing you the ball and you got 21 con- contested catches and only one drop that's insane. But then I think he's Robinson would be a dog if he can get a quarterback. I think he's mad at that he got tagged this year. I think he was yeah. looking for a long-term oh. deal. Yeah. But I don't he said he likes Chicago, so I think he just wanted them to actually pay him. But they got the issue of they're about to be in cap hell because they pay Khalil Mack so much money, which he deserves it. You know, pay him. But everybody on that team is getting paid. They just let Kendall Fuller go to the or it's Kyle. Kendall's on the on the football team. Yeah. They let Kyle go to the Broncos. Because I couldn't bam, like, and well, he was he was all pro. Whatever, I, as much as we laugh at the Andy Dalton signing, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't get much worse as a starting quarterback as Mitch Trubisky. So, well, I'm taking Andy either, over Mitch for sure. Yeah, I mean, as a passer, <laughs> yeah, any day. I, you know, you might be a little more dynamic with Mitch, maybe, but like at the end of the day, whoever you can get. What I feel bad for with Chicago is they didn't try to make a trade for one of those higher picks because if they could land even a Kellen Mond. I mean, you're talking significant I mean, improvement. I think they were betting on like going in the first round. Kellen Mond's going probably like second, third, fourth round. I think the I think if the Patriots get there, he's he's going to the Patriots. The Bears and the Panthers Not were betting round. on the the Bears and Panthers were betting on that Deshaun Washington seat shades. You know, yeah. Maybe you know, obviously he got all that going on, but maybe after the fact of if you know, maybe if this clears, if it doesn't clear, he, it's it's a wrap. You know, he ain't playing. But if this clears and, you know, maybe it doesn't have a negative impact, maybe, you know, if you're a team like the Panthers and you want him instead of drafting the quarterback or your team like the Bears and you still offer something, because you got to think his draft stock can go down. I mean, his trade value can go down a, a, definitely a lot of what happened. I don't so. think, I don't think um, Deshaun comes to Charlotte at this point, just for the simple fact that they went out and got Sam Darnold and they're so high on him, like, at this point, you know, maybe Chicago, 
maybe the biggest. Yeah, yeah, the Panthers need to chill out with that because they need to check that boy's college interception ratio, thinking he' about to be a god in that offense. But that's a topic for another oh, day. What they're looking at? I know Robbie Anderson was like, "Bro, I'd love to get away from this man." <laughs> yeah. So I guess we got we left off. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody got uh, Mike Evans on the list. I just want to put that out there. He his first seven season he averaged thousand. I mean, thousand yards. First seven seasons. Definitely elite. I just think he falls off in the fact of he had Jameis and all Jameis really did do was pass. I think he's a he's a top 10 for sure. He's just not five. He's in the top 10 because he, he moves up this chart for sure. But he's not he's not top five. My thing for him is the drops. Yeah. He will draw the ball. So like, I, there was like a stat I saw and it was like by 2017, which is like his or maybe it was 2018, like his third year in the league, he had already eclipsed. Larry Fitzgerald's career number in drops. And like, but Jameis in his slight defense was putting that man in some scary situations, boy. He was. Yeah. He was putting him in scary spots. I, I'm, I'm letting like, you know, I, I let that ball fall off my hands too. If, if everybody <laughs> he had coming was coming after him like yeah. that. So, hey, Keys. So up? I don't know if y'all remember now, Nick. I don't know if you remember last week when I said that um, somebody that needed to have a big year was Jake. Uh, David Clowney, right? Yep. Oh, for sure. Check out this stat. So the highest pass rush win, win rates since 2018. Number one, Robert Quinn. Number two, TJ Watt. Number three, Miles Garrett. Number four, Aaron Donald. Number five, Clowney. JJ. Oh, it's Clowney? Okay. Ooh. That's interesting. That's I mean, when he, he snapped. That's when he's lined up, though. That's my only problem. He He's dynamic. He's going to make an impact for the Browns, I think. Yeah, yeah, he he's a respectable player. Like I don't care what nobody says. Especially he, opposite he, side of Miles Garrett. Talk, we always talk about number two options for wide receivers. I mean, if Jadavian Clown is your number two edge rusher, I mean you're doing pretty good. All right. So. Two of the top five, uh, the highest pass rush win rate since 2018, and Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clown. So. so we got that. Uh, we gonna start to kind of reel this thing in here. Uh, who is your sleeper receiver for next next season? Uh, I'm gonna start with Nick. We'll go Will and then Terrence. Who you got, Nick? Sleeper receiver. All just right, I'll one. Just go out. I'll go out and I'll say my uh, I'll say my bias out, out the gate. So we saw Calvin, right? We said Calvin showed his showed his worth as a number one receiver last year. What he could do if you know when Julio's out. Um, I'll say if if he can continue that type of production, he can move up to that elite tier. Regardless of you know we said tier one, tier two, tier three, just elite level route runner hands and deep threat. I'll put Calvin up there. This will be his year to prove if we move on from Julio that he belongs in that upper echelon of receivers in the NFL. Who you got, Will? Uh, well, man, I say Aaron Rodgers. Uh, anybody that's in the league right now or coming in, or <laughs> we talk about uh, just sleepers in the league right now. You can't say Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, um, man, honestly, I think, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just speak on my team. I think Curtis Samuel might actually do Good more pick. work than he did last year. Like he, 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 he might break out this year. He had a good, I think he had a career there last year too. He, he, had, he had a pretty good career, but like he, he was not as good as he, I mean, of course, for the, for half the fucking season, we had Haskins. Uh, All right, true, true. All right. Like, I, I think, I think, I don't think Fitzpatrick is going to fucking change the tide for us, but he's a vet that knows what he's doing. So I think 
with that coming in, uh, Samuel he'll he'll uh, he'll have a couple a couple good games. I guess you could say. All right, bet. All right, I like that oh, kind of a little bit. I mean, we got since everybody done went their team so far. I'm, I'm gonna go with my team as well, and I'm gonna throw out a doozy doozy. So I'm gonna go out with Nelson Aguilar here. So he had a career year last year. In, in Vegas, out there with Derek Carr. And, you know, his thing for me in Philly was stop dropping the fucking ball. Yes. <laughs> um, Remember Buddy in the house, the burning house, tried him? <laughs> he, was, he was legit losing them games because he was dropping the ball. But last year he stepped up in Vegas and, you know, balled out. And I feel like coming into New England, I feel like, you know, he's going to continue to trend and continue having that, you know. And he's kind of in his prime years, I guess. So I feel like, you know, to come in and hopefully, you know, he can benefit from that double tight end set. Um, and I feel like he'll be a, a pretty good sleeper for us this year. And yeah, Bel- Belichick will put him in a place to succeed. Hey, watch Cam bring him back the deep ball now. Cam was elite with the deep ball. All right, so, y'all, y'all keep going, y'all team. This is sounding real corny of y'all doing this. I'm about to say, you don't, I know yeah. you don't got one for your team. I'm sorry, but yeah, you don't got one. Yeah, you ain't got it. I mean, just because we got some receivers that we could talk about. Hey, you know, no, no disrespect. <laughs> hey, I, I just want y'all to know I'm taking Marquise Brown over. Ah, uh, get out of here. No, 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 I'm not saying for my pick. I'm taking him over uh, Terrence's pick over Ness and Algalor. Oh, you're just going to take him over Terrence's picks. Again. Yeah, and I'd probably take him over Curtis Samuels if he was in a different situation. I dare but that's you say Calvin Ridley. The point. I dare you say Calvin Ridley. No, no, this no, is- not at all. I'm, I'm saying like over that. But if I'm picking uh, somebody that's going to boom next year, I think he's already booming. He's super underrated. I think he mm-hmm. suffers from the Steve The Smith. only reason I'm going to let you have it is because he's new to the team and he ain't proven himself yet with any kind of, you know, performance. So I'm, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. I think someone that's underrated he suffers from like the Steve Smith effect that he's on a small team or like, you know, he doesn't get the ball thrown to him because he has a running back or he gets the ball thrown to him. But, you know, the running back so dominant is A.J. Brown. That man's a dog, bro. No, I actually, think you, you got the pick. You he, actually got the He's pick, going to take off because they let uh, Corey Davis Corey go Davis. to the Jets. They brought in uh, the dude from the Rams. I forget his name. I think it's Jefferson. They brought him in to help. Or not Jefferson. That was a rookie. They brought in uh, Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. You know he's not yeah. he's not Corey Davis. They let Jonu Smith go to the Patriots. So mm-hmm. I think that play action is about to. Heavily- I'm about to say, and not not only the Steve Smith effect, but the fact that you got Derrick Henry in the backfield. Everybody's going to focus on that. And Boy. yo, um, so y'all ready for a crazy stat? You want to know who the number one rated rushing quarterback was last year? Rushing it was not Lamar Jackson. It was Kyle Murray. No. Probably Cam, for real. Ryan Tannehill. I swear on everything. Go look up Pro Football Focus. The number one rated rushing quarterback last year was – and this is just – this is a metric, not like clearly in yards. You know what's funny? He do got wheels on him, and he used to play Underrated wheels. Yeah. He used to play receiver, so, I I mean, it's kind of believable. Yeah. I mean, his his whole career has – just came back to life from going to Tennessee. I don't know what the hell got into him because when he, he was, got out of Miami, listen, he got out of Miami. Miami. It was a goddamn shit show. Honestly, they're gonna try him though because they let all those weapons go. So hopefully, you know AJ Brown off the play action, which he's AJ Brown's gonna get open and he's super underrated, physical. definitely. But underrated. I just think 
it's going to show that they shouldn't have let all those dudes walk. They let all the, they let them go. They and then they let the corners go. Like I don't know what they think they're just about to play with. In Tennessee, I don't know what they are. Because Derrick Henry, he gonna go off like usual. I'm that's expected. Corners go, Dory Jackson. But when the playoffs come and everyone starts loading the box, what are you gonna do, right? Exactly. You saw what Baltimore did to him. You saw what happened when he went. It was Kansas City. So it's just a matter of you couldn't have let all that go. But we'll see. Team on my back though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That is uh, cover four today with the guys. Appreciate you tuning in. We got Nick with the, or nah, Will got the life advice today. What you got for us, Will? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brings me to, uh, let me see. What's a good word of the day to, how about this? Something that's, that can could, that could apply. The word conveyance. Um, the definition for it, the, the main definition is transportation or could be um, like an action idea, feeling, or whatever, and going forward with that. Basically, uh, it's, it's like it's a word for like a sense of guidance in a way. So you can't go through life without some sort of conveyance. You might lose your vision or your drive at some point. Don't let that get to you. I know many people who have been down in the dumps. I've been down in the dumps. And the good thing about being down in the dumps without trying to sound too cliche is when you're down there, you got nowhere to go but up. So you do that work, put in the work, get that conveyance back in order so you know where you're going with it. And you said you good. You, you're going to come into something that will bring you better days, better weeks, better years. Hey, and that's it. That's we'll wrap it up with us. That's probably the best thing he done said all day. Appreciate y'all for tuning <laughs> right. in. We'll holler at right. y'all next week. Right. Just, just, just wait till, till I bring the subject matter, bro. What, Will's about to be on ten next week. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna bring it all to you. We'll see y'all, boys, and everybody, ladies and gentlemen, next week. Y'all have a good yes, one, sir. Y'all have a good night.